Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think. Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. <laughs> there you go, your man of your word. You, you greetings, greetings me. Yes. Well, Back the to the show. old standby. There you go. The classics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, great show we got lined up for y'all tonight. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. You are? Yep. I bet you you know who also is looking forward to it. Our good buddy John Blickman. Oh, you read my mind. BlickmanEngineering.com. Uh, <laughs> Blickman with two N's. Uh, you know, they're always coming up with innovative ways to improve your homebrew day. And, uh, you know, I'm 100% serious about that. As JP that came up with the, uh, uh, you know, that, that tagline for tag them. Line, yeah. And I'll tell you, it's just 100% true. They, uh, you know. They're as passionate about, about this hobby as we are. Well, yeah, and you know, John Blickman is is passionate about you know building a better mouse trap. I don't know how yep. else to describe That's- it. Uh, look at the the way that we were packaging beer. You know, the counter pressure bottle filler. All those work fine. I was able to make all of them work one way or another. Right. But he really came out with a better way to do it. You know, completely mm-hmm. an innovative, you know, he, he rethought it. He's like, you know, what's the problem? Here's a different solution to that problem, an easier solution to use, you know, a faster, easier, better solution. And just amazing. I mean, I'm just like, wow, this guy, you know, thinks outside the box. And that's how he makes things better. It's, it's, it's so amazing to me to, you know, talk to somebody like that and see how they work and how they figure things out and it's always just a pleasure to hang out with that guy and i'm looking forward to hanging out with him at the uh the uh homebrewers conference in uh philadelphia, in June in yeah. philadelphia. And every time we've we've hung out with him he's first off he's just really funny and he's a really yeah. nice guy and then uh you know you just get you know when you you talk about stuff you get you know all this interesting thoughtful you know insight into uh you know, just a, a clever yeah. mind at work. So, yeah. really cool. And they've been sponsoring us for uh, many years I, now. So, uh, don't hesitate to go to BlickmanEngineering.com. Check out the stuff they have there. Send John Blickman an email. Tell them how much you appreciate their sponsoring the show. And, uh, you know, they're essentially paying for the show so you don't have to. So, uh, if you if you appreciate that, which you should, uh, send them an email. Or, you know, stop by at the uh, booth there at uh, uh, Philly and... Uh, Say hi to John Blickman and tell him how much you appreciate it. All right, so today we're we're talking about uh, yeast strains, right? Right. We're talking about uh, Jamel's three, some of your, five, your favorite yeast strains. I 20, think. 20 yeast strains. 
my <laughs> my 106 yeast strains that I like. Is that, what, <laughs> yeah. is that what we're talking about today? Yeah, you know, I actually started a list. You know, when I was given this homework assignment, I started a list, and then I promptly didn't finish it. Uh, <laughs> went on to other work. But I started it, and I, you know, I, I found it very interesting. A very interesting exercise. I was thinking to myself, um, all right, you know, what's you know, what's the top yeast? You know, what's what's my one yeast that I have to have in my arsenal to work? You know, what's so if you were stranded on a desert island, you right, you're, take, you know, your desert island yeast. You know, people, oh, who would be your desert island yeast? Um, I know what my desert island book would be. How to Brew by John Palmer. I mean, that would be the one right there. <laughs> and I'd hollow that out and stick in a copy of Brewing Classic Styles. And you <laughs> there you go. No. In the yeast book, in yeah. the water book. Right, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Desert Island yeast thing. You know, what, what yeast do you have to have to do the majority of beers? Or which yeast, if you had only one yeast, and, you know, I think about the zombie apocalypse. And... You know, what yeast would I need to be brewing with, you know, to make a full enough range of beers that I'd be satisfied? You know, what what could I what could I do? What what would I work with in order to really uh, you know satisfy that that urge for all sorts of different kinds of beer? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's that's the one. That's the one you you need to know. That would be your, your desert island yeast, right? Right. All right. So let's do this. Let's take a short break. And when I come back, I will tell you what my desert island yeast would be right after this. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant well thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I love a bold, hoppy beer when it spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients in the best customer service in the business. 
Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving home brewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5 gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable Serial Killer Grain Mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Bam! Adventures in homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes Home for homebrewing supplies online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Join the adventure today. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. <sighs> oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. 
All right, we're back. We're talking uh, yeasts. Um, and I was saying before the break, I was saying how uh, I would tell you what my Desert Island ye- uh, yeast would be. And I think i got to go uh, with the White Labs WLP-001, the uh, Cal Ale yeast. Yep. Very versatile, isn't it? I think it is, and I think, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, that isn't very versatile. Um, You know, but over the years, I have seen it do some pretty amazing things. I was at um, uh, Sierra Nevada uh, years ago and in their little test brewery, and we were tasting beers, and um, they had essentially 001 down at... 52 degrees, something like that. Um, fermentation you know, mid, temperature? Mid to low 50s, yeah, fermentation temperature. Oh. And it was very lager-like. It was it was expressing a considerable amount of sulfur that you okay. need to blow yeah. off, but it seemed very lager-like. It was very interesting. And I've had this also where um, just based off of different worts, and different uh, components if you use, you know, like some British malts. The 001 will allow those British malts to express themselves to a point where you think, God, this is very British. You know, you're, mm-hmm. I'm getting mm-hmm. a little bit of a, you know, an English. And people will say, now what do you use? Like, oh, two, what are you using? What kind of English yeast are you using? It's like, nope. Same fermentation, same... You know, same everything, same yeast. It's just allowing that malt character to come through enough that if you're creative with your malts, you can actually make it seem a little more estery than it might otherwise. Why do people who think that it's not versatile think that? I think because, you know, the majority of beer made with it is a lot of very similar, uh, you know, beers fermented at the same temperature, fermented, you know, very common every day i mean it's you know it's the most widely used yeast is this california ale yeast and and, and generally ales. they're brewing pretty generic products with it pale ales so i guess most examples that you would taste of calella right the 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 uh, brewer hasn't made a terribly exciting beer with it well that's the thing you go to a lot of uh you know breweries brew pubs they use Cal Ale, and all the beers taste the same. You know, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, these were all fermented with the same yeast. There's not a lot of creativity. All taste the same. And um, I don't want to use ourselves as an example, but what we're doing, we do um, right now, you know, four core beers. They're all the same yeast. They're all Cal Ale. And we've got the ripe ale ale. we got the, the, the red We've got the porter, and we've got the cousin, and we got all those things, and they taste considerably different, you know. And and the porter tastes like you know it's got a uh, you know an English kind of twist to it, and you know it's all because that yeast is very versatile, and you can do a lot of different things with it. And I think you know the beers don't have to taste the same. Mm-hmm. 
And now, I think do you, you could make change a fermentation temperature to help make the beers taste different? Or I, I mean, you, you you can absolutely. You know, that's why I think you know you could you could make a passable lager with this yeast. Uh, I think you could make uh, you know things that are somewhat more estery. Um, although you tend to push the temperature on cal ale, you tend to get just more green apple. Um, I think you can make a passable like alt or Kolsch with it. You can uh, you can make Scottish ales with it. Uh, that's that's my yeah. use for making Scottish ale. <laughs> it turns out great. People are like, oh, would you use uh, the Edinburgh? Did you use uh, what Scottish yeast did you use? <laughs> no, <laughs> use cal ale. Um, and you can make all these these other yeast. It'll it'll ferment. Uh, you know, fairly high alcohol uh, beers. You know, you can make good barley wine with it. Yeah, yeah. So I think you got all that. Plus, if you were to use that, and then you know, uh, you could throw in some bacteria. You could throw in some other stuff, and you could make a, a, a decent sour as well. So I think you know you could ferment with that along with some other things. And you could make a, a pretty darn uh, exciting uh, sour beer. So that's hmm. why Cal Ale would be my one yeast if I had to pick mm-hmm. just one. Okay. Now, it's a fairly high attenuating yeast, isn't it? Or how would you characterize it? Uh, yeah, you know, in the, in the you know mid to uh, upper. I mean, for most ale yeast, you know, the English yeasts, I, I would say, are more low than Cal Ale is really high. But okay. you can get Cal Ale to really attenuate out, <clears throat> you know, if you provide a lot of simple sugars, you can get that down to, you know, it'll it'll ferment out almost all the way. Um, if you provide a lot more rich dextrins and stuff, you can get it to, to in stop a, a bit earlier. Okay, yeah. So again, very mm. flexible, I think. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, what's your what's your second desert island yeast? Well, that you know that goes to all right. What's you know not at, what what would the cal ale not be as good at? You know that are some of my favorites are very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. You know what's very interesting is um, my whole thing of yeast. As I was thinking about them, I never picked a a, a Weizen yeast. I never picked like a. A German oh. wheat yeast. I was like, eh. I didn't pick a Whitbeer yeast, although I'd love to have a Whitbeer yeast. I would, my second choice would probably be, probably be, it's a toss-up between an English strain or a true lager strain. I think I'd have to lean towards the true lager strain. I'd maybe go with, um, you know, uh, you know, a German lager strain. Okay. Like, uh, maybe the White Labs German lager. I feel like it would be tough to lager a beer on a desert island. <coughs> maybe like a regular island, but desert lagering, no well, mix. Well, we got <laughs> one of the illusions. Have, that would uh, definitely be. We have a nice uh, brew plant and uh, all the proper fermentation equipment. On oh, this I see. Island. That's a hell of an island. Right. And the only thing you don't have is yeast. Yeah. And one of the Aleutian Islands would definitely classify as a right. desert island. And <laughs> yeah, there you uh, go. Certainly lager up there. Right. So, you know, I'd probably go with a German uh, lager yeast. That would probably be my choice. If not, I would go with some sort of English yeast. Hmm. I think that that would be the way to go. Or, you know, maybe a bacteria or a, or a brett. Yeah. <sighs> so, in other words, everything. 
Yeah, you know, putting them in order, that's very difficult. But, uh, you know, the thing that, you know, again, you can kind of get an Englishy kind of, depends on what you're going to drink a lot of. You know, if you want to really do a lot of sours, uh, you know, my pick, hands down, would be to go with like a Rosalaire blend from uh, Y Yeast. That yeah. is, and I've said this before, you could, you know, you could take water out of that sewer they call a creek behind the studio. You could ferment that with the Rosalaire, and it would taste really good. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's a blend that they do of, uh, it's got a, a Belgian ale yeast, it's got um, three strains of Brett, it's got a Sherry Fleur, and it's got, um, uh, I believe, Pediococcus and Lactobacillus in it. Now, what's a Sherry Fleur? It's a yeast that they use for Sherry. Oh, okay. Something, you know. Um, and that, I tell you, you know, it, it, it just does an amazing job of, of fermenting things and, and providing a very complex, but, uh, you know, not harsh sour with a lot of, you know, great character to it and great balance to it. I think it's fantastic. And that's one, you know, where, yeah, I guess... All right, so I'm limited to, you know, just a couple. Maybe I'd go, you know, Calais and maybe the Rosalaire. That's a good one. But yeah. then, you know, I really love some of my English ales. You know, I really love a great English ale. It's one of, you know, cask beer. You know, I'd have yeah. cask-conditioned ales on my island. So if you're if you're going to be, you know, stranded, you can be stranded where you got, you know, like some, you know, where it's Firkin Friday on the island. <laughs> <laughs> and in that case, you know, there's a good s- standard is um, uh, the White Labs w- WLP002, their English daily. So I think that's a great, uh, you know, and you may actually replace Cal Ale with that one. Because the 002, you can ferment with that and, and come out with a really clean beer. And uh, I don't know that you could do lagers with it. I haven't tried that. But you could... Um, uh, make a you know a passable representation of like an American ale beer using that 002. and then you can kick it up and you can make it much more estery and make a, a good representation of a, a British ale. So maybe 002 is the desert island yeast. Why would you ever make a lager with anything other than a lager yeast? Is there a reason? You're on desert island. You only have one yeast. That, that re- so, right. in other words, it would it would always be ideal to use lager yeast to make a lager, Absolutely. even though Cal yeah. Ale is capable of it. Right, right, right. So, I, have I, you used Cal Ale to make a lager? Uh, no, not not per se. Uh, you know, I've tried some low fermentation of small test things after I experienced this at uh, Sierra Nevada, but I haven't really committed a whole batch to it. Because why would you? Right? Because you can use right. lager yeast. Right. Um, but you know, so maybe O2 is, is, is the desert island yeast. Cause then you could do your British ales successfully and you can make a passable American ale. That might be the choice right there. Okay. Especially if yeah. your second yeast is going to be a lager yeast. But if you really want, I tell you, really great British ales, probably I think one of the best ever is, Y yeast. Oh, is it time for another break? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, you know, one thing I want to mention. Uh, 
if you're going to be out in Philadelphia for the uh, AHA conference, you should be an AHA member. And one of the things that uh, the AHA does, besides the, uh, an incredible homebrew conference, they uh, kind of advocate for homebrewers. They watch out and see what's going on in the world and uh, let you know what's going on uh, in, in the homebrew uh, uh, kind of uh, attacking people, people attacking homebrew. So uh, you want to support the AHA. I'm a lifetime member. John, you're you're a member. Are you a lifetime? Yeah, I'm a lifetime member Life- too. You're talking two lifetime members. Scott, you're are you a member at all? No, you guys have multiple <laughs> lifetimes. You're like uh, you're like felons. Like multiple life sentences. <laughs> That's right. That's how committed we are to homebrew. Committed. Oh yeah, we should be committed. But we're you know we're both uh, lifetime members of the AHA, and, and the reason we are is we feel that you know they do a tremendous tremendous amount for. The homebrew community, and we love the homebrew community. And I think mm-hmm. without supporting the AHA, I think uh, homebrew community is going to suffer. So, uh, if you get a chance, well, one reason one reason I became a lifetime member is that every year at the conference, mm-hmm. my membership had always expired, so I had to you know stop and whip out the credit card and <laughs> renew it again. You know, right. so lazy butt that I am. So now, now I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, and uh, uh, I'll tell you, you know, it's 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 a good organization. They do a lot more than the Zymer G Magazine, the Pub Discount Program, the AHA Conference, the uh, Members Only Session at the GABF. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of other reasons. But organizing homebrew competitions. Yeah, it's just it's it's um, you know, certainly if you really love homebrewing, I think it's a, a good good organization to join. And you can do so by going to thebrewnetwork.com. You sign up for the AHA through there. And the Brew Network actually gets a little cut of it back to them. So you're supporting two great organizations uh, through there. All right. So let's take a short break. When I come back, I'll tell you uh, what that uh, English ale is that I absolutely think is, is probably the best in the world right after this. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Hey brewers, it's planting season. Have you ever dreamt of walking through your own hop garden? Well, look no further than Woodburn, Oregon and the Crosby Family Hop Farm. Blake Crosby and his family have been passionately growing hops for five generations. And right now, they're taking orders for 2013 Rhizomes for all retail and wholesale customers. The Crosbys know how to grow hops and are here to help you establish your family's very own successful hop garden. In fact, when you plant a hop rhizome from the Crosbys, you're using the same plant your favorite professional brewer bought his hops from. Friendly professional service, fast shipment, and quality hops at competitive prices. The Crosby family brings all of this to you. Call 503 982 5160 
888-888-8866 or visit bcrosbyhops.com and let Blake Crosby and the Crosby Hop Farm help make your hop garden a reality. bcrosbyhops.com Hops from the Crosby Family Farm to yours. Ah, Tin, huh? Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah. Barbecues with the guys. Yeah. Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah. Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer low. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking yeasts. And, and, <laughs> so I was I was saying before the break, how much I love this one and British ale yeast that I think is probably the best British ale yeast in all the world. 
Uh, you don't mean 1098 specifically, eh? 1098, no. Not not British Ale, no. Okay. Not Weiss British Ale. It is it is a Weiss product. Okay. And I've talked about it before on the hmm. show. How great I thought it was. Keep guessing, Palmer. You got another guess? <laughs> well, if it's not British Ale, then how about London Ale? That's no, pretty good. No, London Ale, another fine one. Another excellent product from uh, our friends at, at Y-East. And there's a London Ale from White Labs. Oh, uh, yes. Yep. That's the 013, I believe it is. Uh, no, I would be referring to West Yorkshire, which we ah. used for a, a Can You Brew It episode. We were brewing um, uh, Black Sheep uh, Rigwelter, I think it is, which is one of my absolute favorite beers. And I actually requested that for Can You Brew It? And then people give me crap for requesting a beer on my own show. <laughs> I'm like, uh, dude, I get to request a beer. Um, and we, I had to use West Yorkshire, and I got it from um, Yeast. They have, you know, it was like a special, you know, strain that they do their special strains every once in a while. Yeah. And... Yeah. They hadn't made it in a while, but he had one pack left. It was like, you know, three months or six months out of out of code. And he sent it to <laughs> me, and he's like, hey, give this a try. See if anything will kick up in that. I popped that little packet, and things started up. I grew it up in uh, uh, in some starter wort, and I tell you, it was fantastic. Freaking fantastic. Uh, ale yeast. Uh, you know, if you're making British ales, I think that that is a great, great yeast. I think if you want what is to, it, what to about, try it, you what should it, bug Y yeast to make more of it. What is it about its profile that you like so much? Oh, just, um, you know, a good, complex British ale with a lot of the the various things that you identify with British ale, but not... Um, fruity esters. Yeah, fruity esters, but in a great cornucopia of you know mm-hmm. fruit esters without being overly estery in one direction or another and being you know disgusting right you know, so great, it's not juicy great. fruit gum it's no no it's a little bit of this a little bit of that yeah, a lot of little complex. complex things going on there and um i i just really really love that yeast that was an interesting one where you ferment with it croys and forms and it like yeah, let's say you're doing a half carboil, fill it all the way to the top anyways. <laughs> and the beer's done fermenting, but your Croizen's still sitting there. And you're just like, uh, mm-hmm. for the first time I fermented with it, it's like, you know, the Croizen form, I'm expecting it to drop back down. And I'm like, well, you know, uh, it's still fermenting. Boy, that's really weird. It should be done. And the Croizen just sat there. It was done fermenting, and it just sat there like a like a meringue on a on a cake. It was just there, and uh, it wouldn't drop back down. It just stayed there. There was no more fermentation. It just stayed there. It was amazing. <laughs> so uh, a really cool yeast. I think that's one of my absolute favorites. Um, what's the number on that one? Fourteen sixty nine. Yeah, fourteen sixty nine. Fourteen sixty nine. Yeah, West West Yorkshire. Do they list it as a uh, a year round yet, or do they? Is it still a special? Um, doesn't say. Yeah, I think you know at the time it was a special, 
But I've been talking about it, so it might be around now. It may be, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's if not, just the, um, the main bunch. I tell you, if you love British ales, um, I would highly recommend getting a hold of this yeast and trying this. I think it really does a fantastic uh, flavor. Back in the day, there was a yeast kit, yeast culture kit company, a guy yeah. doing little 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 uh, slants, tiny slants. Mm-hmm. And he had some uh, cast-conditioned yeast, some British ale yeast and things like that. He also had the Iinger strain and things like that. And I used to get those, and those were pretty fantastic. And until I came across this West Yorkshire yeast, I really hadn't found anything that I, I loved as much as that. Hmm. But this West Yorkshire, absolutely fantastic. All right, what's the next one? Uh, Belgian yeasts. You know, if we're talking about Belgian yeast, what, what Belgian yeast would you go with? Uh, boy, that's a tough one, huh? Yeah. Which, what's your, what do you consider your favorite Belgian style? Uh, well, <laughs> that's there's uh, really no Belgian style, I guess. Oh, um, you okay. know, I would have to go, I'd have to go with some sort of sour, like, you know. Uh, some sort of uh, lambic, or you know, like a Flanders, or something like that. Right. But um, you know, if you're going the non-sour category, I would have to go, you know, with just about anything by Russian River. Um, that would be a good choice. <laughs> um, that's an easy answer, yeah. right? And well, and that's what leads me to to picking uh, WLP five thirty. As the Belgian yeast, I would probably use as my desert island Belgian yeast because it again is just quite flexible. It, it, it can be quite clean. It's fairly restrained. You can go with uh, the five thirty and get uh, you know a, a fairly clean Belgian ale. It's still got the Belgian character, but it's not overwhelming. You push it, and you can get. Uh, you know, considerable esters. You can get uh, more phenolics out of it. You know, there's there's a lot you can do with it. It has quite a range on it, and I really appreciate that about you know yeasts. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they call that one their Abbey Ale yeast, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I think that that is quite an excellent yeast as well. And again, mm-hmm. if I was going sour, I'd I'd probably just go with the Rosalaire. Yeah, they've done no, a lot what, of the work what, for you which, right there. Which yeast do you use for your Belgian Dark Strong? Uh, it depends. Uh, the one that we're making uh, at Heretic, the Torment, we use uh, 530. And in, in, in fact, we got a pitch from Russian River oh, to do that. Okay. But uh, yeah, we would we would use the WLP 530. Yeah, that's, a, that's an excellent beer. That's, um, oh, thank you. I really think it's wonderful myself. Yeah, that's that's one definitely one of your better ones. Or not that you have any poor ones, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you really hit a home run with that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, and what other? You know, we talked about uh, you know, uh, there's the beers on the periphery. Um, you know, could you live without wit beer? Could you live live without a German Hef? Could you hmm. live without? Uh, you know, a, a true kind of alt beer. I think I think you could kind of fake the alt beer with, you know, like a cal ale or maybe a lager yeast and, and do a passable job. Yeah. 
You know, it wouldn't be if you were really hankering for a great alt beer or a great Kolsch or something like that. I think maybe no. Mm-hmm. But with, uh, you know, but how are you going to let that, you know, you have to decide what beers you really can't live without. <laughs> you know. Well, I, I could live without a half, but uh, yeah, that's just me. Same here. I think that that wouldn't be, wouldn't be too high on my list. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't drink that many. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and partly because it's hard to find good ones. You know, when you yeah, find a good one, it's like, yeah, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, then, then you can really enjoy it. Um, I'll tell you, Harold Goodbranson made a smoked hef that I thought was just to die for. Yeah, I uh, believe that. Yeah, you know, and that, uh, you know, that's tricky to pull off, and did did it beautifully. Um, so something like that, I could, I could see, but. Um, you know, instead, I'd probably just go the Rauchbier route, and I'd use my German lager yeast for that. Because, see, you know, the, getting back to the lager yeast, you have your Rauchbiers, you've got your uh, Doppelbox, you've got your German Pilsner, you can do Bohemian Pilsner, you can do um, Eisbach, you could do uh, Maybach, you could do... Um, uh, Schwarzbier, you could do a Munich Dunkel, you could do, you know, there's just a lot of great, uh, you could even do, you know, a light American lager type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just such a, a, a wide range right there. And I feel like, you know, you can use just about any lager yeast in, in all of those very successfully. I don't feel like there's such a dramatic difference between the lager yeast as there is in, in the ales. I mean, there is a difference. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a tremendous difference in the ale yeasts. You yeah. know, just so you, you don't have phenols. particular German lager yeast strain that you like? I used to really love the, um, so, like I said, I was a big fan of the Eyinger strain. And then yeah. nobody had it. And so I used the Southern German lager strain, which was great. But it wasn't the Eyinger strain. And then... Uh, I believe uh, Y Labs came out with the uh, something the box a box train or something like that. I can't remember what it is. A eight thirty eight, and uh, I think it is, um, or is that Southern German Lager? Eight thirty three. Eight thirty three, and that was you know uh, pretty fantastic. And I was using those yeast, the Southern German and the eight thirty three, and really enjoying that. But then I needed to do some more lab work, and I think it was, maybe it was, it was pitching rate calculator, maybe it was something else. I was having to do a lot of lab work, and I just, I was using, you know, like Cal Ale, and I was using the, you know, the most common German lager yeast, the, <laughs> you know, the, the German lager yeast, the 830, I believe it is. And, uh, right. and then I, you know, was tasting things as well. And I kind of came back to it, and I'm like, wow, you know, there is a reason why, you know, most lager beer is probably, you know, in Germany is fermented with this. It really is fantastic, and so I kind of fell back to that. The others, you know, a little more malty, um, but a good good combination. Hmm. Now, what about you, John? What, what, uh, you have favorite yeasts? Well, yeah, I mean that's uh, I I tend to use a lot of kale ale um, because I'm these days uh, the styles I'm generally brewing are pale ales, IPAs, 
um, oh, let's see, I used some 002 not long ago, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, 007, what else have I used lately? I don't know, you know, that's, um, I, it's, a lot of it is just whim for me. I, I see uh, a new strain in the store, and it's like, oh, that sounds interesting, let's try that one. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not brewing consistently, you know, one style consistently enough to uh, have a, a real favorite um, among the yeast, like you know, like you do, where you're you're brewing a uh, particular recipe more often, mm-hmm. uh, more repeatedly than I am. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing would be maybe a saison yeast. They tend to have a fairly particular flavor profile as well. Yeah. But again, I think you know, I could I could live without a saison yeast. I could live without the wit yeast. I could live without the heavy yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, although I love you know great examples of those, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that you know it's I think it's nearly impossible to make a great wit beer without a, wit, a specific wit beer yeast. Right. I think it's right. you know it's, it's just an impossibility. Yeah. I think you. Yeah, you know, I had a, I had a great saison just a couple weeks ago when I was down in Mexico. Uh huh. Um, they there's a, so a lot of the, all the craft breweries down there are really really coming up. I mean they're um, each year the, when I go back for the Baja, Baja Beer Fest there the the beers get better and better. Mm-hmm. And this year the Fauna Brewery um, had a saison that I really think is one of the best I've ever had. Oh wow! Uh, it was the um, he made it with well he made it with the Brett uh, Brooksolanus uh-huh. and uh, you know. He fermented it right. It just came out really crisp and and balanced, and you know, hmm. uh, really really good job. And you know, it was kind of warm that day, and so uh, it was just a very refreshing beer. Hmm. So, and you yeah. were drinking, you were yeah feeling it. Eating lots of seafood. I mean, right there it's, you go. It's a heck of a heck of a party. There you go. All right. Speaking of heck of a party, got a new uh, sponsor, homebrewstuff.com. Uh, they are, uh, as we are, a proud sponsor of the AHA, the American Homebrew Association. They have a storefront in Boise, Idaho, 8,000 square feet. That's a big store, ladies and gentlemen, uh, an absolutely uh, huge store, 8,000 square feet. They do seventy seven ninety five shipping on, on most domestic orders. Uh, they're very passionate about homebrewing. And uh, even the uh, they're so passionate, the owner, Marcus, has become a BJCP judge. So uh, check them out. They're at homebrewstuff.com and uh, new sponsor to the show. If you're in Boise, that uh, that warehouse, it's also a taproom bottle shop. So it could be a, oh, a cool go. place to go get a pint if you're out there. Right, right. Those are, those are my favorite homebrew shops where you, where you can, uh, it's like a bar. And you go, <laughs> oh, dear, I'm going to the homebrew shop uh, just to get some ingredients. And then you can, you know, enjoy some beer, hang with your friends. Yeah. There you go. And you say, oh, I just spend all your Saturday there. I needed a sample of you've been drinking. I need just needed a sample of you know, the the beers to see what products I would buy to get those flavors. I feel if you just used your normal voice, I feel like it would go over better with the wife. You know? Oh, is it the way I'm talking to her that is the problem? I didn't think so. I thought it was the excessive drinking and hanging out at the homebrew shop. Just me, but uh, I've been married quite a while, so I was thinking the voice wasn't the problem. 
All right. Uh, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll wrap up with, uh, uh, I don't know, something about yeast right after this. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber special secret elite bare bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. We have beer to brew. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed 
and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini-clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Body Builder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right. Will you please that special someone at your homebrew club meeting? Well, whip something out from adamandeve.com. Give them a surprise. (laughs) Go to adamandeve.com and uh, use the order code uh, Jamil, J-A-M-I-L, and you'll be able to get something to surprise that friend of yours at the homebrew meeting for 50% off. Just about any one item in the store, 50% off. You do that, they're going to throw in three free adult DVDs. And this is not just the bottom bin crap that you don't want to see. You actually get to choose from genres such as uh, anal, amateur, Asian, big breast, big buds, bisexual, chunky, coeds, fetish, gay, interactive, POV, lesbian, milk, etc. And you're going to get 50% off of shipping and a free extra sensual gift, mystery gift. So, you use the order code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L. You get one item, 50% off. Then they throw in a whole bunch of free crap and free shipping. So, you can't really go wrong. And the price is not like they've marked everything up double or triple and then give you 50% off. Their yeah, ordinary the prices, are, prices are actually quite reasonable, and you're getting 50% off the item. So, you want to go there and check this out. At worst, you get some great gag gifts. <laughs> At best, you get a central new toy to share with your friends at the homebrew meeting. So check it out. You can even do it on your mobile phone at adamandeve.com today. I have a question about yeast, uh-huh. unrelated to Adam and Eve, beer yeast. <laughs> okay. So we, we talked to, about you know all the staple strains in your Cal Ale yeast, and mm-hmm. they've been mm-hmm. around forever, and et cetera. Mm-hmm. So what makes like a new yeast strain happen? Ah, interesting. Uh, you know, the, the brewer's yeast have come around from, you know, many years of brewers putting selective pressure on yeast. So initially, it was whatever randomly was fermenting, they were just like, oh, this this worked out well. And they would take whatever implement or the container they were fermenting in, and they would reuse it. Or they would take a little portion of that beer and reuse it for the next one. And so... They were selective, pre- putting selective pressure on the yeast. When something turned out good, 
they reuse that unknowingly and over time it it, it put pressure on the yeast so the certain strains of yeast turned out uh to uh you know work better than others and they they selected from there's you know a huge number of yeasts but some of them have become to be known as brewer yeast through these you know selective pressures they don't uh form spores anymore all this stuff yeah. and it's all through there's, selective pressure mm-hmm. yeah. there's only a few species of brewer's yeast uh, mm-hmm. and then men just then many subspecies of those mm-hmm. from there mm-hmm. well and, you know it's like um you know people talk about Britannomyces. they think there's like three or four there's hundreds of strains of uh bread uh yeah. you know it's just a few that we use for for brewing uh so all the selective pressure has been put on the yeast to create these essential brewer's yeast. And you could create a, a, a strain with given enough time and enough repitching. You know, these things tend to mutate a little bit. You can kind of select for that. You could force a yeast to do one thing or another and essentially, oh, okay, that's a new strain. Um, the way the yeast companies decide to come out with new strains is... They will, they're constantly, people send them, you know, cultures. <laughs> they go on trips and they accidentally happen to pick up a few cells here or there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes people will do things like get yeast out of John Mayer's uh, beard at Rogue. Um, there's, which I think is really cool and I would I would try that. Um, there's, you know, you can get them off of, you know, out of an apple orchard, whatever. There's, there's yeast all over the place. So that's one way that they get new strains in, and they'll run them through the lab. They'll grow grow up, you know. They'll they'll plate them out, get individual cells, see if they have all the same cells or different cells. They'll try all the different cells and different uh, sample tests, and then they'll see what they taste like and see how they ferment. See if they behave like a brewer strain should behave, and see if the result is nice. And if they think the result is nice. Maybe they'll try it with a few friends. They'll try it with a few uh, breweries. Maybe they'll do some tests there. And, um, you know, maybe they'll, they'll put it to market. Maybe they'll do it as one of their premium strains that, you know, they just try and see how the market responds. I think a lot of times the market determines whether they can, you know, like West Yorkshire. Eh, it's not a name that excited anybody, and so eh, I don't know how well it, it does. Until people really know how great it is, they're not going to really buy it based on the name, and so it may not sell them. And that's why you know only a few yeast strains are the bulk of what what they sell. Well, uh, I think you know if if they come out with some sexy name, then people get excited about it, and then they want to brew it and they want to use it. And that's that's really what determines the market pressure on a new yeast. And they'll try it, and they'll have you know they'll put these yeasts out there. If they don't sell well, they pull them out of their catalog because they can only keep in stock so many different yeasts. How long do yeah. they generally? How long do they generally keep it on the market if it's not selling well for two months, oh. a year? Does it just vary by company? It varies, but I, I think generally they'll do them for like a year or two. They'll give them a try. They think, you know, they did it because they, they thought that it was, you know, it had potential, had legs, and then, you know, they're just not seeing the results. You know, if the homebrew shop won't order it, the consumer and consumer can't buy it, and so the end consumer can't get excited about it. 
So, you know, and if the end consumer isn't buying it, the homebrew shops who did buy it will stop buying it. So, you know, that's that's one way to, to look at it. But, uh, you know, they'll come up with these new things. They'll try different things. Uh, a lot of breweries will ask them to, you know, uh, bank something for them. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of yeast that, I mean, we just look at a tiny little slice of how many yeasts there are available for brewing. Did you ever have a favorite that the market didn't respond to and it got pulled? Uh, Rosalaire. Oh, yeah. And now it's back because I bitched about it. It's just you? <laughs> to people. And I told people, hey, you got to try this. And people, they, they said, yeah, we got a lot of orders for it. We're going to start producing it again. They had pulled it. And they were like, no, we're not going to make it anymore. I'm like, well, you got to at least make it like a special product. They're like, well, I talked to Dave Logston. He was like, oh, come on, we, we can do that for him. I'm like, and then they're like, well, we'll see what the numbers are like. And then uh, the power of the Bruin Network, I told everybody, you got to try this. And they did. And people like it. People use it all the time now. And they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, we're bringing it back. The numbers are good. <laughs> so there you go. And hey, we can see the same thing happen with West Yorkshire. I'm telling you, if you love British ales, yeah, West Yorkshire. I'm gonna order some right now. Start bothering uh, why you used to buy. <laughs> we'll see that happen. They must hate me. <laughs> I, I gotta imagine they're just yeah. like, oh, that that freaking Jamel. Damn, what's that guy doing? <laughs> of course, that's probably how everybody talks about me. But uh, yeah, special. it's kind of hard to pick one reason. You know, <laughs> right, just exactly. one reason. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, uh, good question, Scott. Uh, thank you. All right, a uh, good show, I think. Yeah, I, I, was didn't, I learned a lot. I thought uh, it was uh, kind of a clever, clever question as to you know what yeasts and you know I could have just provided a list, but I thought you know kind of the the thought process behind each was was kind of important. All right. If you enjoyed this show, make sure you check out our fine uh, sponsor, BlickmanEngineering.com. Blickman with two N's. Engineering with like a G and an E or something like that. And uh, <laughs> check them out. They'll also be at the AHA conference. Make sure you say hi to John Blickman. Uh, he loves it. He loves talking to homebrewers. And uh, you should go up and tell him how much you appreciate him sponsoring the show. If you want to keep shows like this on the air, you should go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash store. And uh, check out what's for sale there. We've got uh, the excellent uh, How to Brew by John Palmer. They will have the water book eventually. Uh, lots of great stuff in there. Shirts, hats, clothing, all sorts of stuff. And everything you buy goes to support the Brewing Network and keep shows like this on the air. So uh, check it out. Till then, Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong, everybody. Bruce Strong, everybody.